It's episode 10 of Story Garden Pod, and I'm your host and story gardener, Megan Lang. This week's episode is once again a bit longer than normal, but I felt it was a really honest conversation to share, and in spite of editing for hours, I couldn't bear to cut anymore. Nick and Kate, here is that hour plus episode that you have been asking for. Please note that this episode discusses the grief of losing a spouse and the grief of losing a parent. The conversation was a healing one for both Kelly and I, and I hope you will feel the same. But if you have recently experienced a significant death in your life, just be aware before you start listening. And now I am just beyond excited to introduce today's guest, Kelly Turnage-Taylor. Kelly, who was introduced to me this past April by our mutual friend Kate, is the owner of Five Oaks Wood, an instructor with Nia House Montessori in Nashville, and has already, in our brief friendship, shared more wisdom with me than I thought possible. She is kind, intelligent, hardworking, honest and intentional and she's also sharing her grief journey in ways that are really really beautiful this week you'll also hear a lot of fish my dog he is a very active participant in the conversation if you have never experienced the love and laughter a beloved animal can bring when you're having hard conversations I hope that in the future you do experience that. He's the best and he made this conversation easier to have. Having said all of that, are you ready? It's time to grab a drink, pull up a chair and join us in the story garden. Now we have you captured. Yeah, we have you captured. Forever. Oh, sir. <laughs> I know I love you too. Uh-uh, no teeth. It really? I don't believe <laughs> I am Kelly Turnage-Taylor. Um, I live in Gullitsville, Tennessee, where I have a farm with my family. Yes. Um, it's called Newly Minted uh, Five Oaks Wood. And it's fabulous. Because Megan's been. Um, I am a Montessori teacher mm-hmm. at Nia House Montessori in Nashville. I am the STEM farm guide because the kids from the school come to the farm every week and spend all day on the farm. That's a whole other great thing to talk about. That's so cool. And I'm the upper, L, upper elementary uh, guide, lead Perfect. guide in the class. And... Um, how many animals do you have on the farm? Let's see. We have, <laughs> oh my gosh, we've, we're to 18 chickens, oh my gosh. eight old ones, 10 new ones. We're down to 10 quail, five sheep. We had a llama, but she was very old, and yeah. last summer's heat wave got her. Aww. So her name is Daisy. She was very much a princess of the farm. <laughs> 
and the kids oh. loved her so much, so we lost her. But I think that's it. And then a cat, a dog. You have more than one no, cat. No, two cats. Two cats. Now you have three. Oh, well, now we have three because uh, friend Kate just dropped off a new one. Yeah. Yes. And then you have Appa. And then I have Appa, who's our Anatolian shepherd, soon to be moved in with the sheep as and their he guardian. And he's a very good guardian. boy. He is such a good boy. So you, and you have the bees. So we have bees. We have two hives. We started uh, in the spring. We've already added the second frame onto each of them. Yeah. And then we'll put the honey supers on uh, the end, uh, maybe the end of this month. I'm still learning. I sound like I know what I'm talking about because I'm saying frames and honey supers. And I mean, I'm those just are things learning. that you do know. Right. I'm, not, I'm learning all the lingo. Um, <laughs> 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 that wasn't us. No. That was the dog. <laughs> and he's fish. coming back. Come on. Right, fish, come is, on up. fish is very happy to be involved. Yes, he and is. he does make it. Um, he does make it fun. So yes, we've got the bees and we'll put the honey supers on. We won't get honey till next year. So we're feeding the bees. Yeah. They have to have all their food built up. Right. They gotta so get we're their stores them. up for winter. And, and I found out the second when we put the next 10 frame box on top, uh, I found out that I was allergic to bees. Right. Because I got stung yes. and ended up in the ER. Um <laughs> <laughs> with um, so now you're the hives happy. with a rash all over myself, all over my body, and itchy and nauseous. So I know what that looks like now, and I'm the proud owner of an EpiPen now that I carry with me everywhere. Yes, you do. Yes, yes. And you have bees. And I have bees. I know. Just got bees. Just found out uh, to be allergic to bees. So, what's your favorite part good. of the farm? Oh my gosh, I think. Uh, being in the woods because most of the farm is wooded yeah and so being under the trees when you walk through the open field and there's this beautiful entrance yeah I mean, there's nothing yeah. fancy about it it's just where you go from the bright hot sunlight into the shade of the trees and then instantly the temperature drops you've got the moss you've got the ferns and it's just walking into that little oasis yeah it to me it's, it's like right a fairy tunnel or something right and almost. it's not even manufactured right. it's just where you walk out yeah. of the field into the woods and notice a, a drastic change and then you have the gorgeous tiny waterfall the tiny waterfall that is sometimes big and sometimes right, tiny, right. depending on depending the rain on the water yeah um, yeah it's like the whole glade I, oh it's, it's like yes it's that little just, circle little back glade. there because it's like yeah. a little circle where there's a fire pit and then there's the waterfall and yeah and most all year you can hear it's Some form of water running right incredible. there, whether it's a drop or a drip or whether it's a, a full-blown waterfall. It's just a beautiful sound. I, I mean, I know I've told you this before, but like I've had some rough weeks recently mm -hmm. and I've now been to the farm twice. Right. And it's just so refreshing. It is. Yeah. It is refreshing for the soul to like the first time we walked up to the waterfall and it just gorgeous even just getting to like stick my fingers into the water and, and feel just, the coolness yes, of the water and just like, to be surrounded by all that moss and all yes. the ferns and yeah and, and then, what we talked about the the, the whole, I got to meet the sheep too and I yes, love that and yes and like the chickens but then this last time picking the, the blueberries. blueberries and the wild blackberries and yep. and like sitting on the porch and just listening to old music and oh, gossiping so and yep. like it just it's 
it's life giving. I think so. I think it yeah. feeds back. I mean, I, we're very honored to have the to be there. I feel honored yeah. to be there and to be able to look at it every day. So, so, do you have stories to share? Oh my gosh! Uh, you know, in thinking about stories, it was like, oh my gosh, what stories do I have that? make me who I am. Yeah. So I told you, we sat here and talked for four hours last time. Yeah. Didn't record a thing. <laughs> this is our second <clears throat> session. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't record a thing. Um, but then on the way home, I thought, I, I just had a couple of things that hit me. Yeah. And maybe not stories, but almost, I don't know. Ideas. Lessons learned. Yeah. Like life lessons. Yes. You know, lessons is, learned. Something like that. That is the point of this. You know, because you have stories that you have when you were younger and then you change because yes. experiences change you relationships change you and all that stuff so my first one in the main one begins with me but ends with Todd yes and Todd uh, is my husband uh, in let's see we were married in 2021 he died suddenly yes and we had been married 23 that was our 23rd year of marriage we have two kids, two boys um, in there. No one's 19, one's 21. Or one's now 22, one's 19. Um, really cool boys. They're really cool. cool. They're awesome. They're Brent and Liam. Um, they're really awesome. So I say it's, it ends with him because he died in 2021. Right. So it starts with me because I guess with him, I found the perfect person. Right? Sure. He's fine. Fish is fine. I know. Emma, do like I need to look at you? the perfect person. <clears throat> he was my perfect person. Yeah. So I say that because my first, I guess, thing was I never knew what I wanted in a relationship. Yeah. Until I found him. Yeah. And then realized oh. he had been, he was what I hadn't been looking for. You know, people yeah. say, You've been, I wasn't really looking for a relationship. But I didn't know what I wanted. But in all the other relationships, I knew what I did not want. Yeah. So, you know, you go through relationships uh, when you're young, and I wasn't who I am now. I wasn't as strong as I am now. I still don't think of myself as strong all the time, but I know I wasn't as strong as I am today. Yeah. So, first relationship, engaged right out of high school. Whoa. Oh, let me tell you. Had the dress, had the invitations, had the thank you cards, had the joint bank account. Had everything. I know. What was I thinking? Because now, to go jump forward, I wasn't married till I was 32. Yeah. Todd was my first marriage at age 32. So, to jump back again, high school, engaged, all this stuff. <clears throat> so, Joint bank account. I, 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 that works, Whoa. man. That works. So, needless to say, that relationship ended. And um, because I wanted to go to Ball State. I went to our local community college, Volunteer State Community College. And... Um, I wasn't supported in that decision. So needless to say, we broke up. But my mo my mother and father were out of town. I, I was still at their face. house. I know, this is great. No. So my grandmother's there. I dragged the box of invitations out of the house. Yeah. And they've got the thank you cards in them too. And I get the lighter fluid and a, and a lighter. And my grandmother says, because I'm going to set them all on fire, you know, for my end of the relationship. And my grandmother says, honey, you pull those thank you cards out. You can use those for anything. Oh, my god! And so I did. I pulled out the thank you cards, lit the invitations on fire. So that relationship was over. That's a good grandma. I know. So two years later, I'm engaged again. I know. What am I thinking? <laughs> I, I don't have the mentality yet of I'm never getting married and having kids. I got there eventually. And then met Todd and that all changed. Yeah. But so two years later, I finished at Ball State. Now I'm going to go to Middle Tennessee State yeah. University in Murfreesboro. 
And again, don't feel supported in that relationship for that decision for furthering myself. So that relationship ended not not as with much fanfare. Oh, right, as you the didn't first one. burn the wedding and <clears throat> oh, there were yeah, I didn't get that far. There was a ring, but good, you know that was yeah. it on that one. So then, two years later, I'm in another serious relationship. Maybe three years later. And I'm graduating from Murfreesboro, but now I'm going to Knoxville yeah. to get my master's yeah. at the University of Tennessee. And so that relationship ended. So I saw a pattern here. Every time I wanted to go to further my education, um, I didn't feel as supported, right? So that relationship would end because, you know, you got to want what I want. So every time I wanted something better in my life, I didn't feel supported. So it kind of got all connected with education. So I get to Knoxville, and absolutely, I'm not going to, you know, get married. Now Now I've got the mentality I'm not getting married, and I'm not yeah, having kids, you know, yeah. for a long, long time. Um, until, gosh, I guess that was nine years later that I met Todd. So all these relationships, um, I didn't know what I wanted, but all these things came up as red flags, yeah. so I would move on. I, so I, I say, uh, for Todd, I never knew what I wanted, but... I knew what I didn't want yeah. in relationships, and I think I use that now, even in even in you know regular uh, in friendships, friendships, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, or business relationships or friendships. It's not just you know it's kind of a rule for not yes. just friendship, uh, intimate relationships, right? So, found Todd. We met on a super fun site, an EPA super fun site in <laughs> North Carolina, Pinehurst, yeah. North Carolina. Um, and that's that's our fairy tale that we met on a super fun site. I love telling people that. I love telling the boys that when they were younger. So, um, and again, as we we didn't date long before we were engaged. We were married again. I was thirty two. He was thirty four. Um, and you know, you neither of us had kids. Right we just knew. Oh my gosh, we just knew. And then, kind of the story that seals the deal with him is we had moved. I'd moved my stuff from at the time Oliver Springs outside of yeah, Knoxville. Yeah. And he had moved most of his stuff. He was finishing that job. And we'd moved our stuff here. And he'd also brought his boat up. He had a boat. Oh. An offshore boat because he used to live off of Lake, Lake Pontchartrain. Oh. Um, so he had this big offshore bo boat. A little bit too much for Old Hickory Lake. But yeah. still it was a nice boat. And the boat was here. He was not. And I was here. But we'd never been on the boat together. So my old boss at Oak Ridge... Because I used to work at, at one of the labs in yeah, Oak Ridge. Yeah. Um, came for uh, something. I can't remember what he came. He came to visit somebody. So he knew that he knew about Todd, but they had never met each other. Yeah. And he knew about the boat. So <laughs> he says, and he's a boat guy because he lived on the lake uh, in near yeah. Knoxville. Yeah, in, yeah. What's the uh, lake? Fort Loudon Lake. Fort Loudon Lake. Yeah. And so he lived on a boat there. So I called Todd and I said, "Hey, my old boss is coming in. Can we take your boat out?" Ah! Now, the boat that Todd and I had never been out on. And he says, sure, no problem. So, my boss comes. We spend all day on the lake. We spend half the evening on the lake. We're having just a great time. And I get home. It's like, oh, my gosh, it's way after midnight. So, I didn't talk to Todd till the next day. Now, again, having been around some jealous individuals in my life, uh, called Todd. Didn't have any thought in my head about what he would say. Called Todd. The next day or he called me yeah and the first thing he says he doesn't ask what I wear he doesn't ask how much I drank he doesn't ask who all we talked to yeah. none of that the very first thing when Todd picks up the phone he says is how did my boat run <laughs> and I went oh my god uh, this is my guy yeah this is my guy nothing about me my character you know my behavior my clothing nothing how did my boat run 
So that's my great Todd story on, I knew he was the one. Yeah. How'd my boat run? He was perfect for he you. He was perfect. He was perfect. Yeah. So that's my big Todd story. I love that. Yeah. And, it ends with, and see, still, yeah, I don't know. So now it's been that we, uh, we just spent our second year uh, yeah. without him. Yeah. Yeah. So, still dealing with a lot of that stuff. It doesn't end there. No, it doesn't end. It it feels like it ends there, but... Right. um, Your and Todd's story is very much continuing through the boys. Oh, absolutely. And everything he did on the farm with my parents and, yeah. Your house? The house, the farm, and then everything he did, he was... He coached basketball, he coached baseball, yeah. he was a, the scout leader at the Boys Troop, well, he was all this stuff. One of your sons is working for the company that Todd worked for. Right. They both got their eagle under their dad, or right. well, actually it was after uh, Todd passed, for the youngest. Yeah. Uh, he was yeah. there for Brant's, the oldest, but he yeah. wasn't there for Liam. But he but almost, everybody, he, worked, <coughs> he was there. Oh yeah, yes, he worked he, all up. He got him to It was to just that. the paperwork. Yes. Right, right. And again, they've been scouting since they were in elementary school. With their dad. Um, you asked me, so what did you ask me? Oh, oh uh, yes, that Liam is now working with uh, Tetra Cat, Todd's yeah, company, yeah. that he's doing a summer internship. So he's getting to work with a lot of people that Todd worked that with. That knew That Todd. knew yeah. him when he was out on the and uh, that's, aftermath that's of California. that's a special California. thing. Oh, it's I'll so you, great. Like for me, so my dad passed when I was uh, eight. And one of the, re- I go to McMillan Veterinary mm-hmm. here in town. And one of the reasons that I love them is because the first time I went, um, and I think the vet at this point, this veterinarian has retired, but he said, some, I was like, oh yeah, my uncle is a veterinarian. My dad was a veterinarian. And he goes, oh, Randall. And I was like, yeah, that's my uncle. And he goes, you're Rick's daughter. And I was like, yeah, and he didn't know dad, but he knew a lot about dad. Right. And so that, I was like, that is such a special thing when, as the child of someone who has passed, when you're able to, like, learn from, talk to, just know people who knew your dad. Right, right. In, in a different environment than just, like, being part of the family. Right. Um, oh, that's so cool. I'm so glad right, you shared that because like, I don't know, you know, try, I, I try yeah. to relate to the boys and my father's still living, so For I don't me, know, so to hear it that. Was, it was so, I was like, okay, this is where we're going to go from oh, here on. Oh, that's awesome. Because it just felt, like, comforting. Right. Yes, And yes. that's a legacy that lives on. He had never met Dad, but he knew Dad's name. Right. And like, so I imagine for Liam mm-hmm. that knowing that these people knew his dad is probably kind of comforting. Oh, it's got to be. It has to be. So I just, like, Yeah, that's, no, I'm so glad for you to share yeah. that from your point of view because, yeah, I don't know how to relate to, I worry yeah. about relating to them sometimes, you, you can't. know, with the loss of their You father. can't. Yeah. You can relate to them in the same grieving, right. but, but it's different. Yeah. And that's okay, right. because they also can't relate to you. Right. right. And all you can really do is just sit there and say, yep, I too feel the devastating sorrow. Right. And you say, we talk about him being here and his legacy, yeah. you know, we still talk to him every day, or I do anyway, yeah. I talk to him all the time. Yes. And, you know, we talk about him all the time because, so, yeah, and I, I think he's here, you know. He is. We always talk about from That's, the scientific uh, uh, point, yes. energy is neither created nor destroyed. He's here somewhere in, in, in another whole, form, in you know. A, well, and 
And it's also stuff like, so I have fish, right? Mm -hmm. And he is a big black Labradane. But um, growing up, we had a black lab named Gunner. I never thought I'd get a big dog. And then for a dog to show up, just be dumped for us to get him. And now for him to be a black Labradane, I'm like, you know, like, (laughs) okay, dad, thanks. (laughs) Like a 90 pound booger. Right. (laughs) But that's something to like, I'm, you know, when, when we first took him to the vet, they were like, oh, it'd be 45, 50 pounds. He is not. No, and he is Gunner not. And Gunner was 90 to 100 pounds of black lab. Right. And so, and that was Dad's dog. Right. And so, for fish, I look at it and I'm like, well, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Dad. Dad. Yeah. That funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> but that's something, like, it's part of it. Yeah. It's yeah. part of being a veterinarian's daughter, but also ending up with this specific dog. <laughs> <laughs> huh. So, that's, you know, I think that... I think that they continue to be with us and around right, us. Absolutely. And, and it is what it is. And we just kind of got to hold on to those moments exactly. when we find them. Just little... Signs. Yeah. Or, yeah. It brings comfort and it stuff. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we just got to carry on that legacy. Right. So your story doesn't end with Todd there. No, it, do- it doesn't. It but doesn't that, end that chapter... Him. It was a new chapter. Right, right. And getting through this new chapter now. You're doing it. Yeah. We are. Some days suck more than others. Yeah. You get out of bed when you can. Right. Brush your teeth every day. Yes, yes. I brush my teeth today. I know. Emotional energy. Mm -hmm. Yes, we talked about emotional energy last time. And yes, and the spoons. and Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. I've used that analogy so much. (laughs) Yeah, it's called the spoon theory. Yeah. Yeah. I've used it so much. Just to get me through a day to know yes. that okay, it's okay if I'm out of spoons. Always, and, it's right, always it's okay. okay. And just to recognize, and like you said, I can even say, you know what, I'm out of spoons today. Yeah, I can't make this event. Yep. I can't, you know, cook this meal. I can't pick these blueberries. You know, whatever. And that's the, okay. The, the right. And in terms and of the blueberries, that it's okay. the deer will pick them. For yeah, they, you. They, they, they are picking <laughs> I'm them. I'm sorry. They that's are horrible. picking them. They're picking the beans. But they're picking the berries. Kate and I would everything. come over and pick blueberries. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Call us. The, we'll the be year, there. The year Todd died, we actually had uh, one of the scout moms come over with the scouts because we weren't doing anything no. on the garden that summer, of course. And um, they did. They picked them and yeah and. Um, Made, uh, I think they sold some, and and then they of course used them for all the families. And yeah, yeah, it was, they they did a good job. So that was a gift that Todd gave the scouts. Right, he did, he did, and there's a fund there that helps pay for uh, scouting uh, anybody that can't make it to summer camp. There's a, a fund a uh, in fund? his name that oh. you can help get a kid to summer camp that what, might not otherwise what go. What troop is that? It's Troop 406 in okay. Hendersonville. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So if someone wanted to donate yes, to that in Todd's, yeah, yeah. to that troop, yeah, in Todd's cool. name, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What a great story. All right. Now, <laughs> I know. I'm thinking, okay. Now, because I told you, I had two that came to mind yeah. right off the bat. What was it? Did I tell you what they both were? No. Oh, man. <laughs> I just remember saying, <laughs> you don't even have to talk about Todd. Right. And you were like, no, I'm going to yeah, talk I about Todd. Yeah, I got to talk about Todd. I got to talk about Todd wherever I go. Yeah. I, I didn't think, for a little yeah. while just because it was so sad and I would cry. Not that it's not any sad, but I, 
I don't. The box is bigger. The box is bigger. Slightly bigger. It's not much yes, bigger. Yes, but. but it's a little bigger where I can move around. Yes, yeah. that was another good analogy. We carry those. <laughs> I know all the like mental health and grief analogies and <laughs> all that stuff. Yes, yes. Oh, I know what the other thing was because it kind of tied into past relationships yeah. again, intimate relationships or or friendships or even work relationships. That every and even events, I guess now that we just get uh, get through uh, talking about Todd's death, every relationship teaches you something, good or bad. Yes. Every relationship. So I've started to look at relationships and situations in in that light. Yeah. Of, yes, it may have been a bad relationship or an unhealthy relationship, or an in, unhealthy uh, place of work or an unhealthy coworker uh, yeah. relationship. But instead of just walking away going, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that's over. Now I've got to look at it through the lens of, okay, what did this teach me? <sighs> what did I learn from this? And again, good and bad. Maybe you yeah. lose a good friendship because somebody moves away and you're just not in touch as much as you, you needed to and you have to fill that hole somewhere. But mainly, I guess it, it came out of, you know, not so healthy or not, not, I shouldn't say bad relationships, difficult yeah, relationships. Yeah. I mean, I guess some are just purely bad relationships. Yeah, I, I mean, guess you can use that word. Toxic yeah. relationships. Toxic relationship, but whatever. But now looking on it, looking back at it and going, okay, what was I supposed to learn? Yes, I'm yeah. still glad it's over, but what, what can I learn about myself? Because really it's not, uh, the lesson that I would take with me isn't necessarily about the other person because right. if I know that about them, what good does that do them? If I'm not even, you know, in their life anymore, they're not yeah, in mine. Yeah. But what what can I take out of it? And what do I, what can I change for the better for me? What do I need to make even stronger in me that right. may have kept me safe during that, right. you know, bad or toxic relationship? So trying to look at all relationships um, as what did I learn? Not necessarily it was good or bad, but what, what can I take away from this relationship yeah. that might not be existing anymore. And it I guess it's more insightful than I thought, you know, inward looking. Yeah. You know, does because that make sense? Because you have to you have to sit there and you're not you're not looking at the relationship in terms of like oh, this person did this badly and this person did. you're looking at it like what do I need to strengthen in myself so that this is not able to happen again? Or, right. like, or what was my part in yes. this that made it go south? Yeah. You know, what did I do wrong? Ooh, what did yeah. I do? You know, what can I do better? Because there, because yeah, it's 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 two sides to every story, right? Right. And and I do have to also look at like in fact I've I've reached out or somebody reached out to me a past relationship I had friendship <clears throat> that ended. And it was just a simple text. And usually I would maybe not even respond to the text. Yeah. But I ended up responding to the text of this old friend. And it didn't end it didn't end because of anything bad that we did to each other. Um, but it just kind of faded away and I let it fade away. Yeah. And then I had regret for that. So uh she texted and so I texted back. And we were both cleaning the house or she was moving and I was straightening up the garage or something. So we kept texting back and forth. 
while we were, you know, packing boxes or cleaning yeah. shelves. And so finally I just put the phone, I just called. Yeah. And I'm like, we just need to talk because, you know, both of us can talk while we do whatever. Yeah. We ended up on the phone for three hours. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it was like, it was almost one o'clock or it might've been past one o'clock in the morning because the conversation yeah. didn't start till like eight or nine, the texting. And then we finally got on the phone with each other. Right. And it was fabulous to touch base with somebody yeah. that I haven't spoken to in so long. Yeah. And I had to look at it. It was actually... And I had to apologize for I had been judgmental towards the end of the relationship, our, the, the end of our friendship. And I had let that judgment get in the Change, way of our yeah. conversation. And I had been the judgy one. So to wow. look inside and go, oh, crap, Kelly, that was you. Yeah. You were the judgy one in this relationship. You, you know, didn't meet halfway. So that, that was some... Difficult insight. In insight. Well, I mean, was looking it worth in, it? Like, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. I gained a friend back. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. It. I mean. It's hard because sometimes I've, I have let friendships fade, um, sometimes because I just don't have the capacity to be what, that person needs me to be for them. Right. And, right. Um, and it's hard to have the. It, it's. It's. It's hard to let a friendship fade because you feel guilty. It's also hard to have those conversations and be like, I don't have the capacity to be this level of friendship that you need. And, like, tell them that directly. Ooh, that's honest. That's so it's honest. It's so hard. And right. so then it's like... But it's so honest, too, because... But then it's like, what's going to be worse? Like, the energy that I have to expend saying, like, I like you. Right. I cannot be your best friend. Right. I I have three hours a month that I can communicate with you, not three hours a week. Right. And like right. That... But how how brutally honest and it is difficult and it, uh, um, having a difficult conversation like that because what what you just said. Here's the flip side. Either I have this difficult conversation yeah. with you and I'm honest. I can love you from a distance. Right. I can hang out with you every now and then, versus. The person calling and you going, oh my God, her again or them again. I got to go over there and going over there with that kind of attitude, yeah. already defeated, already exhausted. Yep. So yeah. So ooh. So how can we? I can. I need to love you from a distance. Yeah. And I need to love you part time. I mean, you know, because I can support you and not see you every day or every yes. week. I can. So, and, and I'm I a think, really good long distance friend. Well, that's the I'm thing. Great so like to, you and yeah. I, yeah, are we're new friends, right? But. We're not talking every day. No, right. No, no. Um, however, when we are in the same space, it's like <laughs> fireworks. Yes, it's like, right. And, Woo! That's, and that's great. Yes. Yeah. And I have some very good old best friends. And yes. I, I, I do not text back and forth. I do not, you know, that was a, a fluke with the, the long distance, the, I mean, the friendship yeah. that I regained. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a good responder. I'm not, unless yeah. your text actually needs me to answer something back. That's the thing. I'm not, I'm not on there quickly, all the time. I respond quickly for like if seven question, people. Right. Seven people. Right. Right. It's like right. Jackie, Stephanie, Kanisha, Nubia, Nick. Right. My mom and my sister. Right. Something like that. Right. But a lot of times, and those are just the people that I am able to do that with. Right. But then I have like my friends Sayward and Beth and we as a group, we see each other like once every three or four months. Right. But when we do, it's gangbusters. Right. Like right, we have right. so much fun. Right. Um. But we don't text all the time, and yet when we're together, it's right. It's wonderful. Right. 
Um, I, I guess just that's timing have, that, but you don't yeah. have the, yeah, and that's balancing. Yeah, somebody that is, like they needs are, you more than you're willing to, more than you're able to support. Right. And not to and say that they're nice. even needy. That's just the kind yeah, of friendship they, just, they need yes. at that moment. Yes. yes. And to be able to recognize and, like, and go, I can't. Yeah. I appreciate with Beth and Sayward that, like, they recognize that I'm just busy. Right, right. And so... <laughs> I think, like, our last conversation, they were like, hey, when can we get together for margaritas? And I was like, uh, the second week of July. And this was, like, a month ago. Right. And so did you the like, second week of July? Uh, no. No, No, yet. because I think okay. Beth was going camping or something. But, like, it, they weren't like, ugh, you're so busy. They were right, just like, right. got it. We understand. Right. We'll we're not you, mad we'll at you. you. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and that is, that is a really... I appreciate that so much because right. and that's yes. I've had friendships where they're very resentful if I'm like I'm sorry I'm busy. Right. Right. Um cuz like I may have a text thread going with Jackie and Stephanie where we talk almost every day. We see each other in person once every 4 months. Right, right. And I'm and I'm, I'm good that way. Yeah. Yes, and I'm and good like, that way. And like I just yeah. appreciate I appreciate the friends that understand my Right. Um the hectic, the hectic life right. that is what I'm doing right now. Right, and it's I think mine's, mine's not even mine's not even. I don't think busy. I I think because when you list your people, like I'll respond to mom and dad and my kids, and I think that's like my short list that yeah. I'll get right back to you. But even even my kids sometimes know that I'm not going to answer. Yeah. You know, for a little while. But then my besties like <laughs> Kate just like shows Paula up at your and Danielle house. and Kate. Kate just shows up and and Julie and and. Uh, uh, that group, uh, I mean, Paula knows, you know, it may be two days before yeah. I respond. But now if you ask me something directly, yeah, I'll get back to you if yeah. you have a question. Yeah. But if it's just, you know, hey, I saw so-and-so or, yeah, then, yeah. then it may be a minute before I respond well, or a day or two. And, and, and I think also, and I don't know if that was the case before, Todd, but also you are trying to utilize your energy the best way you can right i have to save my spoons and and it is sometimes yes, yes. Like, i have several texts in my phone right now and i'm like i need to respond to these people right, right. and i will this afternoon right but i right. have not had the energy like right. i last night i was just like i can't i can't yeah i'm tired right. i have done this 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 and this today it was a great day, but now I am I'm at the end right. of what I am functionally able to right. do. And to do in a healthy and a good way. Yes. And, and with a good heart. I want to, you know, like getting back to the friendships. You know, I, I want to respond with, with kindness, yes, I not come, with frustration and exhaustion. Right. I want to be with you with a glad heart. That's, I want to talk to you with a glad heart. I, did, I want to be. Yeah. And again, those one in four month friends, you know, absolutely, yeah. man. And we'll have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I even responded to an email last night from someone. I was like, hey, I'm not ignoring you. I just want, I'm right. crawling out of a depression hole. It's been right. kind of rough, but I'm like, I'm good now. Here's my question, and I will get back to the rest of this later this week. Right, right. And he was like, sure, that's totally fine. Right. Hope you're feeling better. Yeah. I was like, thanks. Thank you. That's the kind of response yes, that I need. Yes, like, thank you. Mental health response. is real. Yes, it is real. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't even know if that actually tracks with 
your story or I think not. So, I think because it what does. we're talking about, yeah, I but think we it just, does. I think we rabbit trail a little right. more, and that's fine. But having, yeah, absolutely. And we actually got to some good solutions because, you know, what's the point of complaining if you're not going to offer a solution? Yeah. So having that, uh, talking about learning something from good med relationships mm-hmm. and then having difficult conversations to keep our relationships oh, healthy, that all tracks and you yes. know what that also makes me think of the the meme that i showed you earlier yes recovering oh, people yes. pleasers will be like i am in my villain era and it's just politely drawing healthy boundaries right and it is literally just using kindness right. to say like this is my boundary and i have to set this for my own sake and i am trying to do so in a kind and loving manner right and we're all not and up we're all like, the time we're all not and you know, <laughs> we're like oh my gosh i'm so mean i can't believe no. i told this person i couldn't come to their house right i couldn't <laughs> hang like, out with them i couldn't meet them for dinner yeah 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 and i think you you know we bring up todd i think todd and i were kind of homebodies anyway yes. he traveled a lot towards the end of his career yeah uh, or the end of his life uh he was traveling a lot he was in california a lot with the aftermath of the wildfires and so we like being at home and we liked each other. We yeah. like to be in each other's company and just, you know, not share ourselves with anybody yes. else. So we like that a lot. So uh, I think I had that little homebody state anyway. Yeah. But you're right now there, you know, there may be days that come up and it's just like, I don't feel like responding to this. I sure don't want to go okay. out in public. You know, I don't want to go and you don't have hang to. with people. And I don't. And I have to realize, like you say, I'm not the villain. And I think everybody, most everybody understands that, you know. It's okay. And if you they know, don't. And if they don't, then you're one of those people not, I've learned a lesson yes. from. And I can let that fall by the way. They're probably not a good yeah. good fit for you right yeah, now. No, but I have several that, that do that, that. Most everybody, especially my girls, know that, you know, yeah. they'll text and I won't answer. And nobody's mad and nobody gets upset that I'm not answering. They just know that's, you know, that's, that's who how I was a little bit anyway. Yeah. But now, you know, since Todd's death, I've, death, I've really become that non-responder. Yeah. But, yeah. You do respond. It well, just I takes do. a little bit. It just bit. takes a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But, so. I don't know. I thank everybody yeah. for loving me anyway. I mean, you're a very lovable person, Aww. so. Um, Fish thinks so. <laughs> Fish loves you. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Anyone who's listening to this should know by now that um, weird noises in my home come from my animals. Right. And that the animals are generally going to be part of the podcast. Yes, yes. And it is not maybe the most professionally done <laughs> thing, but... But it's real, it's and the real, animals are here bringing they're us here. peace. And yes. that's, I also, like it, I, I sit there and I think about like how animals are just so, they're so good. Oh, they're so good. So, that's two stories. Okay. Do you have a third story? I, nothing nothing really came to me on the third story, but again, kind of that 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 what I'm learning where I am yeah. right now is I'm trying to be I'm trying to be present. I'm trying to practice presence, being in the moment, yeah, not worried about something else right all the time. And I tried the other day, and this lets you know, it, it's called a practice for a reason. Yeah. Because, man, I suck at it right now. <laughs> yeah. So, it's raining. We got one, the beautiful afternoon rainstorm. Just beautiful. It had been hot. You could feel the breeze coming in. You could, It got cloudy. And instead of getting sticky, the temperature actually dropped. Uh. The wind wasn't blowing <laughs> yet. 
So it was just one of these, and then the rain, you know, it started with just a little sprinkle and then a little more rain and then just the beautiful sound that rain makes. That's, and then yeah. the, the, you know, the grass, the plants release their oil or whatever into the air and you can smell the rain, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so I go out, I go out on the porch and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to be in the moment. Just this simple little thing to be in the moment. And I go out there and I'm watching it rain. I'm listening to it rain. I'm smelling it rain. And I'm going, oh, the wind's getting up a little bit. Boy, I hope the wind doesn't get up a little bit. You know, it blew a tree over on mom and dad's driveway last time. I hope we don't have to do that again. You know, we got to get that fence fixed where it fell. You know, and then I'm going, crap, stop it. So I'm like, okay, rain. Watch the rain. Feel the rain. Hear the rain. Yeah, we got to cut that. You know, I hope the snakes, I, put, I hope we got the quail pen fixed where the snakes don't come in. I'm like, stop it. Listen to the rain. Watch the rain. Feel the rain. Be the rain. And so this practice of... Why is being perfect <laughs> so damn hard? Oh my gosh. Why? But is that's it what hard? I would do too, especially knowing if you're sitting on your porch. I'm assuming it was on your yes. porch. So the quail coop is right in front right. of you. Of course, you're going to look at that. Right. The road goes right past you. To mom and dad's <laughs> in the tree. And I'm like, why is this so difficult to be present? Why am I having such a hard time? To yeah. Be but sometimes I'm really good at it. Man, when you're really good at it, when you have one of those really good days or nights, wherever you are, yeah. and you know, you're either hanging out with friends and your phone's up and there's nobody taking pictures or you're on the lake or you're, you know, paddle boarding with the girls or yeah. you're, um, you know, with family or just, and you're really, and, and you walk away from those moments and you yeah. go, man, I feel great. That felt great. Yeah. Right? So... That's, I want to recreate it. I don't want it to be random. I want to really get into that mindset, that mindfulness. It's intentionality. And all that. It is intentionality. Yeah. But man, sometimes, especially when I'm solo, yeah. getting into that rhythm is it's, it's difficult. I need more practice, obviously. I need more practice. Don't we all? Yeah. I mean, that's... So, like, I got coffee with a friend yesterday, and usually when I get coffee with someone, especially someone I may be working with, I will like take a picture of them to post right, and blah blah right. blah. And, and I was like, you know, I'm this is a new friendship I'm developing, so I don't want to go into this with the mindset of like, I'm gonna post about this. I just Right. Want. Right. And so I didn't take a picture. And I left and I was like, you know, I kind of wish I had, but at the same time, it was really great. Like I told you that at one point right. we got up, I picked up my purse. She picked up her water bottle and her keys. And then one of us said something and the other said something back and the other said something back. And then we put down our stuff and, and sat never down for another, yeah, yeah, like yeah. We just, and sat back down and started talking again. Yeah. And we right. talked for another hour yeah. and a half. And so that's like, Whoop, okay. And um, I guess with the, and I get you on the, the pictures, uh, pictures, I'm kind of like the, that with the, the answering text. I, and I want to, part of me wants to have that as I a mean, record of this is what I did yeah. just for me, whether I post it or not. Right. Because I think one day I'm going to be old and I'm going to be senile and I'll forget. And maybe, you know, my kids can show me a picture yeah. of something and I'll go, oh yeah, I remember that. Which I probably won't. So that's probably silly to even think about it in that vein. But right. But I get the little regret of having not, but I get being in the moment, too, and going, yeah. you know. Well, and, and so, like, last time I was at your house, um, I was there for several hours, right. right? And I, like, I think four or five hours, 
I did not take pictures until the last hour. Right. And right. that was intentional Good. because it was like I'm spending time with friends, but then I do want to be able to post something about this because Right. Hey, I love what you're trying to do with Five Oaks Woods. Right. And so I wanted to, you know, be able to post that and say, Blah blah blah, Five Oaks Woods. Yes, yes. But also I took all those pictures within like a 30 minute. Right. It was, okay, we're picking. I'm going to take things. The, I'm going to yeah, take pictures the of the thing. And then I'm going to get pictures of Momo. Right. And you. And then we post that. Right. And but we had the some rest good stuff the to take pictures. All yes. those albums and album covers. Right. Oh it was my incredible. gosh. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But instead. But right. <clears throat> to just stay in it and yeah. not. Yeah. I get to, yeah. Being in the moment, which if I get in the moment too, then because that's the healthy thing, because I have a lot of. I have a lot of half listened to self help books, you know, going through, <laughs> going through grief and how to be more organized half and how to, to be motivated. Yeah, I've got half, yeah, maybe a half. But I've got a, my library is huge on all these books. <laughs> Kill um, me. But they're about half listened to. But in some of them, so put put your good shit in the front of the book, and I'll I'll get through it. I'll get through it if you put the good stuff in the front. That is. Put the good stuff in the front. <laughs> Put the no, good in the front. No. Put the good there. shit in the front. <laughs> so in the front of the book. So I've got that. So, but I, what I, what stuck with me, one thing was that brought me to the being in the moment thing was, uh, and there's all kind of quotes out there about it. But you know, if you're if you're not in the present, you're either in the past or the future. And if you're in the past, oh. you've got regret. And if in, you're in the future, we call it worry. So, trying to get out of those two spaces leaves you only one place to be and that's wow. the present so i'm trying to practice yeah. that yeah and remind myself that if i'm one of those like like listening to the rain and you know thinking about things that had to be done that was worry yeah you know and i didn't need to bring that into my present wow listening to the rain moment all kind of quotes out there i can't think who to give yeah, credit but to but so mm. Ooh, I don't like it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. No, it's yeah. not. We just need to practice it more and it'll be easier. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what you, what your hope for Five Oaks Woods is. Five Oaks Wood. Yes, Five I Oaks Wood. I keep adding yeah. an S <clears throat> I know, I try to do Five it Oaks like Wood. we thought about. Um, like the hundred acre wood. Exactly. That's where we got it. Yeah. yeah. That's where I say we, that's where I got it from. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I tried all these other names out. The boys and I went through names. Mom and dad and I went through names. So we want to continue because Nia House supports the farm uh, it, from day one that I went on there, I think five years ago now, uh, they have supported the concept of opening up the farm to the school kids. So yeah. Nia House uh, uh, to continue that curriculum because my goodness to say how healing it is for us to be out there yes. to get kids kindergarten through sixth grade yeah. in the woods and have them practice that mindfulness um, you know, and we talk about the state of uh, the health of our planet we talk right. about our health right. Right. we know it's healthy for us to get out there we talk about the planet and its health, yes. you know, even just clean water, clean air, mm -hmm. you know, uh, climate change, all pollinators, all this stuff. If, um, <laughs> trash, if, yeah, that was the trash. Um, if you won't take care of what you don't know. Yeah. So we look at it as getting this next generation familiar right. with right. nature, because if you don't 
know it if you've never lived it you're not going to take care of it because right. you don't know to take right. care of it right. so making that connection with the youth and my mom and dad that was their big thing too um they and that's why they love Nia house being there because um and being so supportive because if we don't teach this next generation right they're not going to care about it and they well, won't know so first of all opening up to the youth yeah and through our Montessori community, that's, you know, just that's been our number one now. Yeah, yeah. Now we want to grow the Five Oaks Wood part of it. And we want to, you know, we want to get some more animals. We want to get a llama again. We want to, you know, imagine it being this little menagerie of different oh my animals. Gosh. Somebody, a neighbor. Kelly's one of menagerie. Friends, one of Liam's friends' mother is getting um, peacocks. And she wanted to know if we wanted some peahens. And I'm like, yes, before I even think of where I'm going to put them. So we want to uh, have the animals. Um, and then we want to um, we want to incorporate um, the forest bathing or some kind of right, mindfulness right. practice for all ages. Um, you know, we do it with our kids already, uh, but we want to open that up to the community to come and learn about forest bathing and find so that peace in nature. And what, um, like the short, like thirty second, what is forest bathing? Forest bathing. Oh my gosh, forest bathing is um, where you go into a natural space, but it comes from um, Japanese culture mm -hmm. and it's making a connection with nature. Well, the only way you can make a connection with nature is to go outside in and nature. Be in nature. So it's yeah. just allowing a space for people to go and just to hang out yeah. in yeah. nature to be, because we, you know, it's scientifically proven that connection with nature and time in nature sun and wind and green space trees moss ferns makes you healthier mm -hmm. physically mentally you know you've got to walk to get there so you're walking right, now you know right. you're hopefully peaceful and working on your mindfulness and being yeah. present when you're out there so that's your mental health <laughs> you have to focus on the ground you're not stepping on anything you like know a snake or whatever right so there is um uh, a process you can go through to get uh, certified and my older son brant said uh because you would charge a fee for yeah. your expertise to take people out there and to guide them through this meditation and this walk and maybe talk about the trees and flowers you that are in bloom and when you go. Land. Right, right. So my oldest son Brent says, So people are gonna pay you to take them in the woods to tell them to sit down and shut up. And I said, Yep, that kinda sums it up. I mean So that that in a nutshell yes. to my son is forest bathing, yes. A little but deeper than that. It's it is. But basically but that's yes, he's and not wrong. And um, you are lucky to have so much land. Oh my like, gosh, yes. I just love the idea of being able to go into a wood. Yes. Into, into yes. that glade. Yes. And just And listen be. and be. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. It is so it's beautiful. It's very fulfilling. And we're already wow. doing the curriculum, like, you know, when we talk about the, the for education, we already have... Right. You know, we've got a curriculum surrounding pond life. And yes. we'll, we'll scoop oh. out all the stuff. And the best thing to do is get those white plastic uh, ice cube trays. Yeah. And then you scoop out your finds so we can see the, the animals oh. and the things in there. And the kids study it. And then we, of course, put it all back. But we already have the pond study, the creek study, tree studies, so fun fungus studies. It's lovely. Unrelated, but the yes. food scarcity study oh my that gosh. you did. The food desert study. Oh, my gosh. Study. So... Um, we always talk about with Montessori, we talk about the needs of man and, right. uh, you know, it's shelter and food and, um, spirituality and, and defense, uh, communication and transportation. So 
going through the needs of man. And this past year, we talked about food. Yeah. And so we always talk about food preservation right. uh, on the farm. So they've canned pickles with my mother. Uh, you know, they grow the food. So we always talk about, we made uh, shagbark hickory syrup one year. So we're always <laughs> oh doing some kind of food on the farm. Yeah. Well, at school, we started with uh, food deserts right. in Nashville. Because we're yeah. right in Nashville at the end of North First. So we talked about uh, food. Where was food available? If you lived in our area in North Nashville, where could you buy food? Right. So we looked at grocery stores, uh, gas stations, convenient markets, and dollar stores. So we actually printed maps of East Nashville. We got the kids on the bus, and we traveled through, and we mapped where were big box grocery stores, mm -hmm. where were uh, convenience stores, and where were dollar stores, yeah. while mapping out what kind of housing was around. Single-family houses, apartments, mobile home units, things like that. And we mapped it. So once we got that done, and we combined everybody's maps, the team maps, into yeah. one, they went into the grocery store, and we did... We it, Montessori is so lovely because it layers so much. So we did... Um, the food, the food plate. Yeah. You know, it used to be the food pyramid, now it's food plate. We looked at different countries, different countries' food plates, by the way, on percent of, you know, protein versus yeah. uh, uh, fruit Star and veggies, you know, is so yeah. funny because some of them are, are uh, tiki nuts and igloos, and, but yes. they're also presented differently. It's really neat to look at the oh, way they're presented. That's cool. It's very fun if you want to look up food plates for different countries. So we had they had to go in, and you were either uh, a meat and a meat or a grain or yeah. a fruit and vegetable, and you had to go in and buy with your money. I think each group had fifteen dollars. You had to buy something that met your food requirement. So do you get this dry bag of beans? For a dollar fifty, that's got eighteen servings, or do you get this can that's only four servings? You right. know, for three dollars. So they had to do all that. We let the kids budget and do as they had wanted to, but they had to do the same thing at a dollar store, and they had to do the same thing at a gas station, and it had to be healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, not processed. Mm -hmm. So think about going into a gas station trying to find protein, the boiled eggs, try to find some carbohydrates. You know, there's no rice in there. There's, you know, chips. And I think they ended up with popcorn. Yeah. And then the dollar store, you know, a limited mm -hmm. variety of fresh, you know, fruits and veggies, even though they do had some. Then the kids had to come back, put their food together, and then they had to make a meal. Now, this is over several weeks mm -hmm. that they did this. Then they had to make a meal off of it. Wow. So that was fantastic. But then we took it a step further and we did... That was East Nashville, right? East Nashville. Then we did the same thing in North Nashville, except this time we looked at where could you get food without money. If you didn't have enough money for food or you needed to add to your food. Right. So now we went to um, Invictus Food Pantry, yeah, uh, which is run in conjunction with local people, but also... Um, the Second Harvest Food Bank. Yeah, yeah. We visited them because they're in um, North Nashville, the Invictus place. And then we went to a community garden, mm -hmm. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Heights Community Garden, run by Miss Pearl. And then um, we went to a food refrigerator that's Got on it. the side yes, of the road. Yes, We'd seen yes. it online. Uh, one of the teachers saw it online. And so we went to the food refrigerator and yeah. looked at it. So this time they didn't buy anything. We just went to see where would you go, you know, if you yeah. needed help. But we did the same mapping. We mapped where the food pantries were, where the food refrigerators were, and then what kind of housing was around. So then the kids ended up doing a podcast. Uh, yeah. I think it was four or five series of uh, podcasts based on their findings. 
and they interviewed people from Metro. They interviewed uh, Miss yeah. Pearl from the Brooklyn Heights Garden. Uh, they interviewed um, some other people that had to do, and then we had a big premiere, and they showed their maps and all their Amazing. research, and it was incredible. It was incredible. Do you know? Um, do you know where people could listen to that if they wanted to? Oh my gosh, yes! It was it was incredible for these yeah. kids to number one, and again, it's all about exposure. Right. So if you've never been in need of food, if mm-hmm. you've never been short of food, if you've never had to go find food to fit this, you know, nutritional plate, then you don't know. Right. So it's, right. it's, it's so much of it is in any education, but Montessori is huge on exposure. He's exhausted. He is so exhausted. Yeah. He is exhausted. He was outside with no food, no water, no oh, shelter. My oh my goodness. He didn't have food for the 20 minutes he was outside, <laughs> but he does have access to shade and oh. water. So every time I have someone come on the um, show, I, if I can find it, I assign a um, flower to the person. Oh, I'm going to love this. I didn't know about this part. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited. Because yeah. I love the wildflowers that don't need any maintenance from me. So Right, <laughs> right. You are, Kelly, Okay. a bachelor's button. Oh. <gasps> Do you know what bachelor's buttons are? I do know what they are, and they dry so wonderfully. They dry well, but also, did you know they're an edible flower? I did not. They are. And so, I'm assuming, and this is, I don't, when I made, I make these lists, Mm -hmm. and I like assign people things. I love this so much. And I have a reason for it every time. I never write down the reason. Okay, okay. Because now, because when you just said he was, what's his name, you're like, why did I say that? Yeah. So, did you put a reason? No, I don't know. what's the reason? I'm assuming that the reason is that... Bachelor's buttons, A, they are a wildflower. Right. Um, they are an edible flower. They are very pollinator friendly, like extremely. But they are they're pretty hardy. They withstand a lot of things, but they're also you're very like petite and dainty. And they are quite petite and dainty. Yeah. Not like Chinese forget me nots petite and dainty, because those are like the size right, of like teeny, a tiny, pinky yeah, nail. Yeah. But they're not this big showy thing, but they're one of my favorites. Aww. I usually have a whole bed of them. I don't this year because... Oh, I love this so much. But yes, like that, yes. So I'm assuming it was because of that, because I couldn't imagine you being some like manicured like rose or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, coming with glue on my hands and yeah. yeah. Right. You are, um, you are wild and free. Oh, I love this. Okay, so now you have to pick something for me. It's not a flower. I would like to know... Okay. <laughs> if I was a farm animal, oh, what I would it. I be? <laughs> I love it. Okay, if you were a farm animal, not necessarily one that we have. Okay. No, any, no. any. <laughs> Please don't say an alligator. I don't want to live on a Florida oh, no, farm. No, no, <laughs> no. You're not aggressive enough to be a goat. You're not loud enough to be. You're not a chicken. Quail are too quiet. You're too, you're not quiet enough for the quail because they're all the way up here. Every now and then they're loud. Um, oh my gosh. If you have ever okay, this is it. Have you ever and you got to come to the farm at the right time. I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen the sheep bounding down the hill towards the gate? No. Okay, you're a sheep. You're you're like ten because they want to be social. As long as they're fed and then they're good and done with them. <laughs> and bounding down the hill, they are so cute. 
when they're coming towards you, bounding down the hill, and they've got this big smile on their face, and they're so happy to see I'm you. I'm a bounding sheep. You're a ba- oh, bounder. Have you seen the short film? It was Pixar. put on the front no. of a movie a long time ago called Bounder. It's a Is short. It's a sheep? Pixar. Yes. Oh and gosh. you are going to love it. So, yeah, it's the cutest. So, you're like the bounder sheep. <laughs> I you love watch that it. so yeah. much. Bounding. It's called bounding. Oh my god. Bounding. Bound, bound, oh. bound, and rebound. And it is the cutest. So I'll watch it. Was 2003. It. Yeah. Yeah. Bounding. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's okay. super cute. Yeah. That's delightful. Yeah. You'll love it. Um, okay, then my final question Do you have anything that you would like to share with the listeners that we haven't already talked about? You don't have to. Hmm. It's just, you know. Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. Uh, my only encouragement would be go outside. If you're not outside, go outside. Now, I know it's 93 today yeah, in, yeah. in Tennessee, in Middle Tennessee. So, uh, but find a cooler time and go outside. Well, this has been <laughs> delightful. And people, this has been. people can follow Five Oaks Farm on Facebook. On Facebook. I'm branching out to others. Five Oaks Wood. Five, yeah, is Five on Oaks there. Wood. And then Nia House Montessori <laughs> is on all the things. So, yeah, it's on Instagram, Facebook. It's there everywhere, yeah. And if people want to meet you specifically because you're cool as heck, they don't get to. (laughs) Reach out to me, and if you're cool enough, I may connect you to Kelly. That's right, that's right. It's questionable. And and one day, Five Oaks will be open for forest bathing and and stuff like that. Yeah, once you take that course. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect. Okay, look at him. Now he's chill again. Now he's on his bed when we're oh. finished. See, he knew. He's like a child. Thanks, he's a fish. child. He's just a year old and four months, so he is a child. Best boy. Yeah. Okay, are we ready? I think. Is this the end? The end. Watch that full moon this Thank you for joining us for episode 10 of Story Garden Pod. If you enjoyed today's episode, I hope you'll subscribe and follow along as we dig into a new set of stories each episode. Want to connect with Kelly? Follow Five Oaks Wood on Facebook and stay tuned as I'm sure I'll also share when it opens to the public. Donations to the Todd Fund can be sent to Hendersonville Boy Scout Troop 406. And finally, you can listen to the Food Desert podcast, Nia House Kids News Network, on your favorite podcast platform. Special thanks to musician John Eason for use of his song Be Amazed, which can be found on streaming platforms or by visiting johneasonmusic.com. And don't forget to follow him on socials to catch his next local gig. To support Story Garden Pod financially, become a Patreon supporter by visiting patreon.com backslash storygardenpod. We share extra stories, special cocktail recipes, and more, so don't miss it. Finally, did you enjoy today's episode? If so, leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Your reviews will help us reach a wider audience, share more stories, and build an even stronger community. Again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the garden. Mm-hmm.